It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder pulled off an incredible comeback against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chet Holmgren had a record-breaking night, and SGA looks like a future MVP. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. You can even become a Lockdown Thunder insider at subtext.com slash Lockdown Thunder. Folks, the Thunder just pulled off an epic comeback, down, down 10 points with only two minutes left, and they won the game on the road as Chet Holmgren has a record-breaking night. SGA looks like he's an MVP caliber player again, and the Thunder stole a game on the road. And and tonight is all about you guys. And I put it on Twitter. Like The the support, the growth of this show since 2020 has been incredible. And since then, of course, the basketball oftentimes has not. And so uh, it's a testament to you all sticking with this team, and it all was for a night like tonight in Cleveland uh, and and what this game signifies is that this young Thunder team, they have arrived. Like they, they have hit that step. And I, and I spent a lot of time talking in the uh, preseason about how uh, if you're, if you're evaluating this Thunder roster on paper and the only thing holding you back from making some proclamations, some declarations, some predictions is that the, they're young. I think that that's a pretty silly reason to hold yourself back on what this team could be. And the Thunder are still a very young team, but they don't play like a young team. They play like a more mature team because young teams don't go on the road 
in, in an environment like this one where it was, it was more juiced up than a typical regular season game. I mean, it's the second straight game where it's a shirt game. It's the second straight home opener. Uh, the crowd was buzzing and the crowd had reason to, to be buzzing as Donovan Mitchell put on an absolute show in this contest. They got down, uh, you know, back and forth trading runs, got down 10 points in two minutes. Most of the time in the NBA, teams fold in that scenario. You saw Billy Donovan fold on Wednesday with like 10 minutes left in the game. I mean, it was, it was just over for Chicago. But the Thunder just kept chipping away. They kept they kept playing in all 48 minutes, and it led them to a, a very, very good comeback. And so the thing here is for Oklahoma City and why uh, it, it feels like tonight was one of those nights that you're going to remember as a, a rival for what this young core ends up being is because good teams steal games like this. You know, Josh Giddy and J-Dub, they, they didn't have it. You didn't have two of your best bench players on Kenny Hustle and J-Will. And yes, there were some frustrating mistakes. And, and yes, uh, even down to like Isaiah Joe shot one for seven from three. How many times is he going to shoot 14% from three this season? I bet not very many. You know, how many times is Jada, one of the most efficient players on the team last year, going to shoot 28% from the floor? I'd bet not very many. Josh Giddy goes one for eight. The Thunder didn't have their A game by any means, and they were still able to go on the road and pull out this win against a very good Cleveland team that is going to stack up as one of the top teams in the East. And so, of course, Cleveland didn't have Garland, didn't have Jared Allen, but they were good enough to get up 10 points with two minutes left. They weren't good enough to, to withstand the Thunder run. And so when you look at this Thunder team, one of their best assets is the fact that J-Dub didn't have it. Josh Goody didn't have it uh, for 99% of the game, but they were able to make key plays, J-Dub specifically, able to make key plays in the fourth quarter down the stretch of this game to help you to help you win basketball games. I mean, you look at the, the fourth quarter from Jalen Williams after, of course, not playing well all night. He goes three for five. Scores nine points, a rebound, an assist, and a steal. You know, this is one of the, the worst games of his career, efficiency-wise, of his young career, but he just kept playing. He kept playing through that. And so that mentality to just continue to play and just forget about what the stat sheet says, forget about where you're at in, in that point in the game, and remain efficient and remain just kind of doing your job, and it eventually turned around for him in the final 12 minutes of the contest, and he played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter – that's a testament to how good he's going to be down the road. Josh Giddy, you know, he he did not uh, play but seven minutes in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, but at the end of the day, Josh Giddy didn't shoot the ball well, didn't score well, but he was still able to be highly impactful on this contest. Like with his rebounding, with his assisting, he was able to still make an impact in a positive manner despite going one for eight from the floor. But but the key with this Thunder team is. You, one, have SGA, who is not only a superstar, but he is an MVP caliber player. There is there is no debating it. He was, of course, finished fifth in MVP voting last year, and this year he looks even better. It is just insane the, the, the leaps that he continues to make summer after summer, and each summer you want to put that limitation on him. Each, each summer you want to say, hey, that's where he tops out at, and it never is. It never is. He comes back and is just as efficient as ever, arguably more efficient somehow, he is he is a, a much better playmaker, and the motor that he has to plays at such a high end on the defensive side of the floor and then carry your offensive side of the floor 
it's unmatched. There's a reason why most of these guys that that are that are Shea level scores don't even show up to the defensive side. You're playing you're playing five on four on that end whenever you have a score like Shea most of the time. But instead, there are games where Shea's your best defender down there, and, and there's games where he, he is, of course, one of your, your highest impact defenders down there. And, and the motor to be able to do that consistently for, for every game he's out there is incredibly impressive. And then here's the kicker. Talked a lot about pick your poison offense. It's also, this team is so deep and, and talent rich that we just went through. Jadam didn't have it. Josh Kitty didn't have it. Even your best bench scorer didn't have it in Isaiah Joe. But Chet Holmgren steps up and, and is, is a unbelievable player, an unbelievable impactful player in this game. It's a record-setting night. He steps up. He fills the gaps. And, and this is just start number two for him. And he goes out there in this game and was phenomenal. 16 points, 13 rebounds, seven blocks, a Thunder rookie record to one turnover, one assist. I mean, I'm sorry, two assists and one steal. So one steal, seven blocks. That is quite the defensive day. Thoroughly outplayed Evan Mobley in the first half. Thoroughly outplayed him the entire game, really. But Evan Mobley did come back on in the second half and have a much better second half than first half. But Chet goes three for four from three. Continuing to shoot the lights out of the gym from beyond the arc as a seven-footer, which is able to allow this offense to get even better than it was last year and, 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 and look just simply better by one simple key of having this stretch five who can play 30 minutes. Because you saw last year, like the most successful lineup said Muscala in them. Muscala couldn't play 30 minutes in the NBA. He can't play 30 minutes in the NBA. He certainly can't play nearly 31 minutes, which was what uh, Chet Holmgren did last night. And the amount of rim pressure that this team gets at the rim and is driving downhill, it just frees up open threes for your for your stretch big, and it works to perfection as we saw the foundation being laid. And, and I think that's a testament, too, to the, the way that the Thunder played last year, where the Thunder were kind of utilizing those minutes and playing those minutes in preparation of what we're seeing right here. So, so the Chet Holmgren minutes were just fantastic, and I, I think that what he said after the game was important where – he talked about how as, as a rookie debut, he didn't have any blocks and and uh, maybe it wasn't as impactful as he would like to be. And he mentioned that he looked at that game and, and he holds himself to a different standard than that. And so he knew he had to come back out uh, and, and have a better game in this one. I, I think that that standard, that mindset is contagious and also is already representative of this entire team. I, I, I guarantee you we wouldn't see we won't see another bad J dub game Sunday. I guarantee you he comes out Sunday and so is a much better player. I guarantee you Josh Giddy, much better player Sunday in the home opener. Like th this team is able to make the course corrections very well and 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 really hammer in on those things and, and fix those things in a quick manner. And that's another reason why in this hustle and bustle uh regular season you see the Thunder are going to have a lot of success. They're 2-0 already. They've won two road games, and everything has kind of gone their way. So, But yet, as everything is you know trending and, and looking like it's going their way, the Thunder have a 20-point blowout win and a thrilling 10-point comeback in two minutes where the win percentage is, is shifting to Cleveland 98 99%. And yet, they by no means at all in any stretch of the imagination, have they played their A game? 
there's no point where it was a matter of, well, the Thunder just played their best game and the Bulls played their worst, or the Thunder just played their best game and, and, the, and the Cavs didn't have Garland and, and Allen. Yeah, the Cavs didn't have those guys. I, I totally agree that they make a huge impact. They were still good enough to, to, to get 10 points up at the end of the fourth quarter and then blow it with this Thunder team going on that that incredible run where you're hitting back-to-back-to-back threes and Lou Dort, who was fantastic in this game. Lou Dort finally played the game that we've been talking about on this show, at least, all throughout last season, especially at the tail end of last season, whenever the uh, right before the play-in, whenever the 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 noise was at a fever pitch of what Lou Dort was doing offensively, is he holding this offense back? Is he holding this team back? And, and I mentioned that I don't blame anyone for for being frustrated, but I'm going to sound like a broken record here. The Thunder are going to be able to put him in a role next year where he is taking efficient shots and he is able to uh, hone in on what he does well offensively, offensively. Uh, you know, since his rookie season, he's never shot below 40% on corner threes. And then he has the frame and the makeup to improve at the rim. Uh, he just has to actually go execute that. And that's exactly what he's done this season. Opening night, he only took threes and rim shots. Tonight, he has, I would say, his best regular season game. You know, the Doherty 40 game was awesome. It was fun. It was a great meme. It didn't mean anything. Like, like somebody had to score that night and it was Lou Dor, And like, that's great. And you can't take away a 40-point game from Ludor. That That's awesome. But this game was totally different. This game was so impactful. And and what I was encouraged by with Ludor's game and what I take from this, as, as we talked about on, on Wednesday, how he was he was trying to play his role. He still had a few, of course, mistakes. Everybody does. Nobody's perfect. Uh, but, but in this game, to not allow yourself to revert back to old habits was impressive because – for Lou Dort, you're looking at a game where J-Dub just was a non-factor offensively until the fourth quarter. Josh Giddy, a non-factor offensively all game. And you can revert back in your mind and say, well, I've got to put more on my shoulders now to go score. Now, J-Dub did, I mean, I'm sorry, Lou Dort did score more. Like he scored 25 points in this game. He did it efficiently, though. He scored 25 points, and he shot 69% from the floor. He shot three for four from three, and his shot quality was very good. Like like he 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 was still very controlled. He didn't try to do too much and pick up the slack. He just said, "Okay, they're not having their game. That's fine. I'm still going to play my game." And it helped the Thunder in a huge way because how many times have we seen Lou Dort put too much pressure on himself, try to do too much, try to try to take shots that are ill-advised for him and and it just throws the whole thing off and, and it, it almost compounds the problem whenever you're already having uh, some other guys have off nights. And so for Lou Dort to stay focused and to stay in his lane and in his in his role, despite what was happening around him, I just am so encouraged that that's going to be what he does all year long. And if he does that all year long, we're eventually going to get to the point where he's playing his role exceptionally well, and it's just rim finishes and threes. And then Josh is having his offensive game. J-Dub's having his best offensive game. And eventually, this is going to look exceptionally well for the Thunder, and they're going to look like a well-oiled machine on the offensive end of the floor. It's going to get there. And the fact that you're 2-0 and it hasn't gotten there yet, and you've had a 20-point win and this masterclass comeback, it, the, the, the sky is truly the limit for what this team can do, for what this team is able to accomplish. And 
if this is what not playing your best game looks like, is that you're still able to scrap and find your way to a massive road win and steal one. That's the difference in being a good team in a standings watch where, uh, you know, I know it's only two games, so nobody cares about the standings right now, but in a Western conference standings that projects to be so tough and projects to be so razor thin, the difference for some team who's going to be vastly disappointed by not even making the play in tournament, much less not being in the, in the top six, the, the difference is going to be a game. It's going to be a game and a half and, it, and it's stealing games like this one that end up making the difference, even though right now everyone is kind of cooling the jets of, oh, it's only 2-0, and it's only 2-0. and A game is a game, and you can make that game up in the standings tonight. You can make that game up in the standings in April, uh, and it all counts the same. So banking this win, banking the win in Chicago, is huge for this team. Coming up, we're going to get your takeaways for this Thunder team and continue to break down this incredible game for the Thunder. I want to say right now, pretty good friends over at FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel's great. Go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown today. Make every moment more at FanDuel. What they're going to do for you is they're going to give you $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, as long as you place a $5 bet for new customers. So new customers, what you do is you go make your account, you put in the code locked on, and you place your first $5 bet, and no matter if you win that bet or lose that bet, boom, you get $200 right there from FanDuel. The Thunder are 2-0 at covering the spread as underdogs so far this year uh, in Chicago and in Cleveland uh, for OKC. Now we'll see what the spread looks like against Denver tomorrow but or Sunday, but the Thunder are, are, are a good bet to make for for, uh, for FanDuel. You can bet on the spread, player props, uh, over-unders, all that good stuff. You can also bet, of course, on the NFL and college football. You can look at that uh, OU Kansas game on there uh, and make your prediction there as well as, as OU right now is a, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in Lawrence. So check it out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And to go with the cherry on top of what the players did, you once again saw an excellent coached, an excellent coach team. Like, like this was this is an elite coach that you have in Mark Dagnall, elite at challenges. He has the tactical advantages as well. You know, the, the fact that the NBA GM survey comes out and, and, and Mark is littered all over it in terms of the even tactical advantages uh, for OKC. But also, you have a great game manager. And oftentimes in the NBA, that's the most important part. Like, this is a star-driven league. This is a player-driven league. And oftentimes, just managing your timeouts very well and, and managing the, 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 the flow of when to let your guys play through it when to call a timeout to try to try to ease momentum. Like the, the, the balance of that is oftentimes the most important thing a coach can do. Because at the end of the day, your stars have to go make plays. At the end of the day, your stars have to go TCB. And so not only did the players play exceptionally well, 
but but this was an exceptionally coached game from Mark where uh, you're able to pull off this comeback uh, and, and, and meticulously use your timeouts to, to your advantage throughout this entire time as Cleveland goes on the run. And simply put, to let your players play. I mean, to let your players go out there and compete for 48 minutes. Because most coaches, whenever they see that whole, uh, you know, you're down 10 with, with, with two minutes, they just pack it in and say, okay, this is not our game. Uh, let, let, let's get some rest. Let's steal some rest here for our, our, our top guys and then uh, move into the next game. There's still, they're still time on the clock. They're still going to play, and, and, and that's going to lead to a lot of gritty, gutty wins for this Thunder team. So that's important to note as well for Mark being one of the best coaches that that, that the NBA has to offer. And he's not going to get that level of credit until he does it in the postseason because we typically reserve judgment on coaches uh, for the postseason. But he's for sure the best coach uh, in Thunder history already. And another aspect of this, we, we talked all preseason. Could this team be a top 10 defense? They absolutely can. Forget about the Chet's seven blocks, which, which is hard to forget about because that was fantastic. In the modern NBA – to hold opponents to 105 and 104 in this league with what the rules are, with what the pace is, with the space in this league, with the three-point shooting in this league, to do that on consecutive nights to open your season, you'll take that 10 times out of 10, twice on Sunday. You'll, you'll take that every day of the week of, of what this league has become. Exceptionally played defense for the Thunder, uh, and they figured it out, and they just gutted out a, a road win. And so when you look at this game, the Thunder fought to the end. They got a massive win, and it's going to be a game we look back on. I think not only for this season, you know, as, as the margins are going to be so thin, but we're going to look back on whenever we're telling the story of what this core ends up doing, of this was a moment for them. And, of course, the home opener should be juiced. You know, it's a two thirty game. I, I hope that the that the fans still get out there and and, and provide a raucous environment because uh, this team does deserve it. Uh, and you know, they played the Denver Nuggets. You play the champions, but what a start! What a start! Two and zero in these first five games, which are going to be incredibly tough, which we've gone over throughout this whole week. But now I want to read off your takes on Twitter because again, the the support for this show and the growth that this show has seen over the last few years even while the basketball on the court at times has not been uh, very great, has been phenomenal. So I want to give this show, of course, back to you to where we can get your takes on here of this incredible game. Melinda says uh, that the Thunder being able to stay poised and finish this game out was the biggest takeaway from this game for uh, Melinda. I, I totally agree that the poise that this young team showed on the road uh, cannot go unnoticed. And, uh, the age thing never bothered me in making predictions this offseason, and, and you're seeing why in this game. Uh, Daniel says that the Thunder need J-Will back, cannot keep playing guards at the five position. So so today uh, I think was the uh, case where Us hurt you a little bit at small ball five uh, because of the physicality and the, and the nature of the Cavs' makeup. Uh, and, yeah, the Thunder do need J-Will back. I think uh, – just as importantly, they need Kendrick Williams back because you know even if the Thunder did want to go small and viewed that as the advantage, Kendrick Williams is a much better small ball five than Usman Jang is, and that's no knock on Usman Jang. He's mentioned that he's still trying to learn how to play that position. Uh, the, as recently as a couple of days ago, he, he said that at practice. So like he's still learning the ins and outs of being the small ball five, whereas Kendrick Williams has mastered being the small ball five. So that can then return Usman Jang to a more natural 
forward spot once Kendrick Williams comes back. And of course, Jay Will as well. I think that Jay Will's in for a really big year this year once he gets on the court from what we saw at training camp in preseason. Uh, Jay says that Shea uh, is at this level in MVP already, uh, and the Thunder are going to be a top five seed by the end of the season. I predicted the Thunder be a top five seed, so I hope that that happens because I like to be right on my predictions. And yeah, Shea's Shea's an MVP caliber player. Now, uh, we'll see how this is so early to have MVP conversations. The narratives have to unspool. uh, The the, the standings have to take shape. But there there are not many, if any, players playing better basketball than Shea right now. And, and I'd venture to say that there's no bas- basketball player who's playing better than SGA at this current time. At, at, uh, on, October, uh, on October 27th, there's no one better playing basketball right now than SGA. Uh, Jan says, uh, winning games without, uh, without few players playing great, that makes me happy. We have a great roster and depth, next man up mentality, and chat for defensive player of the year. The depth is awesome, and what's what's scary is what, what or I shouldn't say it's, you know scary for the rest of the league. What's encouraging, what's encouraging and interesting. How do you manage this depth whenever you do get Kenny back and Jay Will back? Like we like those guys are going to help the team, but uh, now how do you manage minutes when they get back? It's going to be fun uh, to follow along with and and to and to see. And and I think that what we're seeing here is, you know, for example, you know the Thunder uh, went into spurts and dry spells where. Uh, they did try the whole, what I talked about of like flipping through the Rolodex of, of players and seeing if you can find the right combination. They tried after not playing them the whole first half, not playing them all at all in Chicago and kind of hinting from Mark that they wouldn't play them tonight. They played me. They played beaches tonight after, after kind of hinting uh, that they wouldn't and, and didn't play them of course in Chicago. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it was not a, a large enough sample size to truly grade him on. But like, I, I think that, uh, tonight in, in, in this stretch, even without Jalen and Kenrich, Kenrich, really firmed up my belief in the Thunder just going to continue to flip through these guys uh, game after game. And more often than not, they're going to find enough players who are playing well enough to win basketball games. Uh, Tyler Adams says, Josh is so uh, reliant on drives and finishing, which has improved a lot uh, that when he's off, he just looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when he's not scoring, it's going to look bad, especially – and I think that, like, I think that the hard part for Josh is he's, he is so good at shooting floaters, but whenever the floaters don't go in, then people are just so quick to to talk about how, you know, oh, don't shoot floaters, attack harder at the, at the rim. But then when they go in, like, it, there's, there's kind of no conversation about it. I, I think ultimately what's, what's happened is Josh has vastly improved at attacking the rim, attacking downhill, and being more aggressive and, and, and attacking the rim harder than he did last year and harder than he has in his NBA career. But we've only had two games, and one of them, he just did, had a bad game. Whereas, like, if he would have played like he played Wednesday, if he would have played that way for a week and then had this game, it doesn't really matter in, in the sense of, like, the discourse around Josh Giddey. Uh J.A. says that uh, Chet's recovery block is unreal. His three-point shooting is legit, and his rebounding is much better tonight. Uh, Giddy and J-Dub had off nights. Chet and Dort were huge in this win. I completely agree there. Milo says that Dort is a part of this core, whether people like it or not. Uh, is Chet Chet emotional leader in the making? Uh, Giddy, Giddy on the bench in crunch time. OKC is popcorn entertainment. We're so back. So a lot to unpack there. For one, Giddy was on the bench. You're right in, in, in crunch time. And I've been telling you that like Mark's 
Mark's going to bench these guys if, if they're not playing well. He did it last year. Like he, that was part of what he did last year on a, on a lesser talented team than what this year's team. So like if, if Mark was comfortable leaving Josh on the bench, leaving Dort on the bench, leaving uh, Jada on the bench, like at the end of last year, uh, at the end of games last year to ride other hot hands, he's certainly going to be okay with it this year whenever they have a lot more talent on their roster. And so tonight wasn't Josh's night. He doesn't play the end of the fourth quarter and the Thunder win a game. And, and Guess what? He'll he'll close on Sunday uh, as long as he's having a better game, and uh, hopefully the Thunder will have another win. But like the Thunder are not going to be scared to to uh, ride the hot hand. And and the, the the beautiful part about it to this point has been that the players uh, have been fully bought into that and like have no gripes with that and and want uh, the best players playing. Uh, I, I think that Chet as an emotional leader is a, is a really good observation. I, I think that I'd be shocked if it didn't happen because it's just that infectious energy where it comes from uh, a different element than the Thunder have. Like the Thunder have energy guys. Like Jada dunking and yelling is an energy guy. Uh, Kenneth Williams diving on the floor and, and, and leading by example is an energy guy. Jay Wills screaming boom on threes and, and being so vocal is an energy guy. But the energy that Chet Holmgren provides, this, this, you know, this bravado that he has, uh, the swagger that he has, and like you said, the emotion that he plays with, is not like what we've seen a lot of on this current team. Like SGA is the is the baddest guy on the floor every single night. Like he is he is the best player on the floor. Uh, he just kind of has that unspoken uh, kind of leadership of I'm going to drop 30 points. But whenever he's dropping 30 points, he rarely hits that peak of like emotion. Hits that peak of excitement. Uh, he's just kind of steady, and that's great. <laughs> and, and you and you want these guys to be who they are, and that's who SGA is. But but adding Chet to the room where he's going to let you know about it. He's going to he's going to get chippy. He's going to get physical. He's going to get talking to the, both teams and, and including hyping up his own guys, but also including stirring the pot with the other team. That is something that the Thunder don't have, and, and so it just adds to how balanced. Now coming up, we're going to continue to uh, read your takes on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. But I do want to tell you right now about good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is awesome. You can use code Locked On NBA. Uh, for a first deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. What you do is, it's very fun. They have every sport, like they have NBA, college football, NFL, NHL. They have every sport that you can want, MLB. You just pick two to five players, and, and you just project where they have more or less than their numbers. That's it. So you're not playing against uh, the, these these full-time fantasy players that you see on like TikTok and social media uh, that are telling you how to win your leagues. You're not playing them. You're just playing the projected number. So if if the line is set at uh, SGA having more or less than a half a block, all you got to do is sit back and watch the game. And if and if SGA gets a block and it's more than half of a block, boom, you've won You've won uh, at Price Picks. So check it out today at pricepicks.com slash LockedInNBA. That's prizepicks.com slash locked in NBA. It's a lot of fun. You can even do mixed sport entries. So if you're sitting back tonight and you're watching the NBA, you're watching the World Series, you're watching college football, maybe you got a three TV setup, and maybe you're, maybe you're adding in a tablet and a computer to go along with your setup for tonight with so much sports on. Boom, boom, boom. You can you can combine all of those sports into this prize picks entry uh, for yourself if you want to. So check it out today. Prizepicks.com slash locked in NBA. That's prizepicks.com slash locked in NBA with a first deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Continuing on uh, to reading your takes. John Swanson says that this game felt like last season, uh, a win from last season. Tough, gritty, grinding it out. Chat was outstanding. Uh, totally agree uh, there with Chet being outstanding in this game. Uh, we can continue on here with Morgan Workman. Uh, can you clap back at folks on X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, uh, who have been saying all offseason that Shea can't score without free throws? 34 points on two free throws is insane in today's NBA. And also, it's 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 32 points, I guess, on, on zero free throws because those two free throws that he got were in – you know, intentional foul scenarios. Like they were not within him playing basketball, which is insane. He should have had way more free throw attempts than that. And, and it's, it's not going to be a ref podcast here. We're not locked on refs, but um, he, he really had zero free throws in, in, in the flow of a basketball game. He got intentionally fouled because the Cavs had to foul at the end of the contest. But other than that, he didn't get to the free throw line and he still scored an efficient 34 points. And he still was able to uh, help lead his team to a win on the road. Look, at the end of the day, it's like Devin Booker said, you, you cannot talk basketball with everybody. And if you are still in the camp of like discrediting SGA, maybe that's just somebody that you shouldn't talk basketball with. Like maybe that's just someone that you shouldn't talk shop with for, for, for your sanity. But we'll, we'll continue to uh, go on here with more of your takes. Michael Avery says this never say die attitude for the Thunder is awesome. I totally uh, see what you're saying there. They do have a never say die attitude. Uh, it's fun to watch. It's very, very fun to watch. Uh, Kev says the Thunder had too many turnovers, uh, but they found a way to win. So the turnover thing, you know, you're, you're, you're already going to have more turnovers as a team who wants to push the pace and wants to play so fast. So like, so like the, the turnover number itself will typically be higher than other teams. And, and it's a kind of a trade off there. But it, it's not going to be 18 turnovers high. <laughs> like it has to, it has to get cleaned up from there. And some of those turnovers were just, I think, just early season stuff. And it's same way with with against Chicago. Like Chicago, they had 15 turnovers uh, in that 20 point win. I think some of it's just early season stuff. Some of it is just their play style. But yeah, they, they absolutely need to clean up some turnovers uh, in, in this as this season progresses uh, and moves forward. So we can continue on here. Uh, the meek. Link says that J-Dub might have had an off game, but he showed up when it counted, and that's what stars do. I think that it's a testament to his mindset of most players let that let the three bad quarters take you out for the fourth quarter, whereas this team is filled with guys who are just going to keep keep playing and, and keep playing through the whistle and keep playing through the final buzzer, and eventually it'll stack on itself and stack some successful run onto this Thunder team. Remote Worker 12 says, we don't watch this Thunder team play. You watch the Thunder, this Thunder team fight. Good team steal wins. Thunder up. This Thunder team is just, it's going to be the most fun team to watch in the NBA. Like, like the, for all the buzz, the, the, uh, the, uh, for all the buck, for all the buzz, I said five different NBA teams. I said, I said Bucks. I said Knicks. I said uh, uh, Cavs. And I'm trying to say for all the buzz that, the Kings got last year. Light the beam, breaking the streak. This is such a fun style of basketball. They're lighting it up. 
it's going to be tenfold by the time we get to Christmas about this Thunder team. They're resilient, uh, and it's big time from Brew. And what, here's another one. Plan, plan the parade. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be great to simply win a playoff series for the first time since Durant left uh, for OKC. Even that would be a tall task this year, even after starting 2-0. Uh, but I cannot blame anyone for being super-duper excited about what this team uh, has looked like to this point because – to, to close where we started with, the Thunder have looked this impressive, this good, this fun, and they by no means have gotten close to their A game yet as a team. So we'll leave you with that. Thank you to everyone who, who put in uh, the, your reactions. I read all of them, but of course, it, it's tough to get to all of them. We'll have another post-game recap after the, the Nuggets game. So until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.